Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wound Pickups. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs Podcast. We are thrilled to death that you are listening to our show, the Guitar Knobs Podcast. Uh, this is a, a pretty special show. We're doing this one on a Saturday, which means that we've got somebody coming all the way from somewhere else. <laughs> wow really no yes um, somewhere else yes let's just let's just uh mix it up real quick and do a quick introduction uh who is someone else from somewhere else uh somewhere else some someone else is me diego and somewhere else is madrid all right hey, madrid, madrid spain yeah and uh, we are, so far, the internet's working pretty good. Knock, I don't, I'm going to knock on some wood real quick. Knock on some wood, wood, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Diego, you are the owner and purveyor of what guitar brand? Uh, I am the owner and master builder of Diego Villa Guitars. Diego Villa Guitars. Awesome. Yes. And the way that I remember the Villa is um, not from Bob Villa, but from Pippi Longstocking, the Villa Villa Kula. So, um, <laughs> that, okay. That, I'm just saying, you know. Mm, hey, you I gotta, never realized you were a Pippi Long, Longstocking Oh, man, fan, when I was Todd. a kid, that was a, you know, hey. Really? Yeah. yeah. That explains a lot. Yeah. Um, Anyways, we're really excited to have Diego on the show. Um, Thank you very much. You, you, everybody out there is listening has probably seen, um, uh, especially one of his guitars really making the rounds on, especially on Instagram. Um, it is absolutely gorgeous. We'll get into all that business in a little right. bit. Where can people go check your guitars out um, on the internet right now? Well, in Instagram, in Diego Vila Custom Guitars. Uh, in in my website, it's guitars.diegovilla.com and reverb, I think, and that kind of stuff. Okay, perfect. All right. Um, well, we're going to be really excited to hear about your story um, and uh, and all the things that uh, you're bringing to our guitar community in just a little bit. We've got um, a loaded show. We're very excited. As I mentioned, as should you be, doggone it. Um, yep. So we got a couple of announcements real quick. We want to thank Road Mics. Rode. Now I wait for those cues. Um, <laughs> we, we're using the Rodecaster Pro, uh, this beautiful machine, and I was uh, happy to uh, talk with Nick uh, from from uh, uh, Rode, uh, who they've been on a you know a leave of absence uh, due to all the nonsense that's happening. But I was like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> are you is are you still working there and everything? And and so we had a nice little chat. Um, and uh, so, and we, we also just had the big road giveaway, which uh, we're just thrilled to be able to do. So thank you so much to road for uh, providing uh, that stuff to one lucky listener. Oh um, yeah. On Instagram. That is a lucky listener. Man, oh man, what a great package. Uh, and thank everyone for, for um, signing up to win that. Um, we will continue to have plenty of giveaways and junk and especially on 
Patreon. We've got a bunch of those coming up, but we're really excited to do. I didn't want to just gang them all up around. You know, I try to like to spread it out a little bit. So um, Patreon patrons, you have good things coming to you. Um, we also are using the the uh, Procaster mic. I segued into Patreon a little too soon, but that's okay. You'll forgive me, right? <laughs> I no. won't. Let's let's use some of that COVID tolerance to to allow me to to switch segues. Um, <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, we're missing our articulated arms right now, aren't we, Tony? I love my articulating arm. Yeah, I haven't seen my articulating arm forever. I know. Well, but I still love the microphone. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Solid stuff. Yeah. I also I've got a really um, so we have we've had a, a influx of of awesome new. Uh, uh, patrons, and one of which I just wanted to share something. This is from Adam Johnson, okay? And uh, he wanted to share his four on the floor really quick, and we were happy to oblige. So here's Adam Johnson's four on the floor. Uh, it is a crybaby bass wah. He uses <laughs> it on guitar. I'm curious to know what that might actually do that you couldn't get from a, um, I guess it would be a frequency thing right it's gotta be I, yeah i think it would just be a, a different pot you know yeah maybe mm. would, wouldn't you think maybe the sweep would be a little different that would you know um allow for the the larger bass frequencies i don't know i'm yeah. just talking to, I'm just, or maybe well, with, it, with as many uh, pedal builders as we have in our community here maybe they can answer that question yes you'd think so because um, I don't know, I just I I'm just no guessing. Idea. We're guessing here. Maybe it's just an inactive pedal that, and but you have to go wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's it. Um, Diego, you're a bass. You're a bass player. What? Uh, yep. Can you answer that for us? Uh, what What does a bass wah do that uh, guitar wah won't? Or why would you use that on guitar? I don't know. Perfect. <laughs> I really don't know. It is a good question. Well, you're in good company then. Uh, so the next pedal uh, is the pro, <laughs> the next one is the Proco Rat. I mean, duh. Yeah. You know, there you go. Fantastic pedal. Um, I would love to make a just a like maybe a version of of that myself. I haven't I haven't made one of those in a DIY, but uh, oh geez, nice I think there's there's tons of kits out there. Oh too. yeah, lots. Because I like the sound, but gosh, I flip and hate that box. It is just the worst. I like the look of it. I like that it's old looking and it's kind of funky, but the bottom of it is just hair. It sucks for a pedal board. Um, cause that big screw on the bottom. Ugh. Um, <laughs> that screw didn't go. do yeah, anything. No, there's a you. big, there's a big Allen bolt that sticks out the bottom of it because cool. on the, on the, on the bottom of the pedal for any of those who haven't used one of these, um, it's got the four rubber feet, which account for this, giant allen screw that's holding the battery slide in it's just it's a cra it's one of those that, things but if like, you if you take that off it does affect the tone of the uh, of the rat well you, it not only does it affect the tone it basically undoes everything so like <laughs> then you have a hole in the bottom and it's just it's stupid uh, anyhow uh i know wet rat wah stories um maybe they should put a tail on it a rat tail Tony, that was the stupidest thing you've ever said. Oh, I've said plenty of stupid <laughs> things. <laughs> um, Me too, okay. man. Uh, we, we, this is really sort of a classic lineup here. This is the next is the Phase Ninety. Ah, perfect. Yeah. Oh, I love the Phase Ninety. Mm. Do you like That's the Ninety better Ralph's? than the Forty Five? 
Mick Ralph's tone, man. I actually Mick like Ralph's the 45 better. Mick Ralph's a phase 90. But, um, Mick Ralph's a bad company. Yes. You good there, Jared? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I had to get that through because I really like bad company. Okay. Uh, next is the Rode Analog Delay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Rode? <laughs> next is the Rogue Analog Delay. It says it's cheap and it sounds oh, very yeah. natural. Well, that was, wasn't that like the musician's like friend brand? What? I think Rogue was, wasn't that like the musician's friend house brand? I believe, I believe you're right. Yeah. I believe you're right. Um, yes. Good, good info there, Tony. Good, totally useless info. Thank you. Um, uh, wow, so anyways, that's Adam Johnson. And Has, uh, the, has the COVID-19 not taught you anything, Todd, to be nicer <laughs> to people? <laughs> Especially me. I'm just the thing is my 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 desire to to uh, do tete a tete quips is is raised because we haven't been at the same table with each other in weeks and it's I miss it terribly. So um yeah, I'm just I'm like, oh there's one I gotta go for it. Well, you know, Todd, in a battle of quips, you are an unarmed man. Yes, I know. I'm an articulated armed man, doggone it. <laughs> All right, everybody. So let's uh, get on to what's going on this week. Tony is going to lead us off, and then we're going to hop over to Diego and find out what's going on in his music world. Woohoo! So in my world this week, um, since officially I am not open, but I have been able to grab some projects from down at the shop and bring them home, I spent uh, the better part of yesterday... Uh, Cleaning up the shop a little bit, which, Todd, you'll be very happy to... Huh? to I would have gone know. over to help you at the risk of getting COVID, <laughs> doggone it. Like, seriously, I would love to help you do that. Cause, I would have just liked <laughs> to watch. Uh, yeah, well, you should see the bags that are out in the dumpster now. You can go check those out. But uh, but that's that's helping out a lot. I mean, I think it's 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 wise at this time to, you know, to kind of do the, you know, take time to kind of reorganize some stuff. I actually have to grab a couple of uh, of uh, a flat carts that I'm going to use to stack materials on. Uh, I'll seriously up, come help say. you tomorrow if you want me to. That's okay. You don't have to. I, I you, wouldn't. You don't understand. I've been stuck in a house in a chair at a desk <laughs> at a computer with headphones on for Let weeks. Let the boy clean your shop. <laughs> okay, <sighs> that sounds like a plan. But uh, but so that's kind of what I've been doing, and you know I, I really appreciate my customers' patience. Uh, couple of people have asked you know what the status is on their orders and you know i've explained the situation and almost everybody has been extremely understanding and said hey we, you know we appreciate it and you know thanks and and uh so i i, I you know my hat's off to 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 the to patient customers uh because i'm running a little bit longer than i typically do and uh but i want to make sure that i can you know send out a product that i'm proud of too well, in my week, uh, I discovered, not late enough, Dixie's Midnight Runners. Oh. The band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to that band, and I don't know why. Maybe, maybe because the Common Eileen thing is not my thing, but the first records are really, really nice. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, good, that's a good thing that happened in my, my week. And uh, so you, and you, you never listened to them before? I, I think I've listened to them, but, but, but I think I've listened um, 
just that hit, just like common Eileen thing. Yeah, and yeah. I, I I don't like that that song specifically, but the 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 first record it's amazing. Huh. Well, and I'm I gonna... didn't, and and I think he he didn't. It wasn't in in. It wasn't out when I was listening to music seriously. You know, it's it's that eighties. Yeah. I think it's it's from the eighties. It's like 84, 85. Early 80s. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nice. 75, 80s, yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, Jared, how about yourself? Um, so this is... <clears throat> there it is. So this is kind of a, um extension from the last podcast. I'm kind of adding on to my new project, and um, I needed an interface for my new Apple iPad uh, that runs GarageBand. So um, I called my good buddy that runs a guitar shop in Fremont. Of course, he's closed down, but he made a special trip and and uh, shipped me this new interface. It's a, it's a, I think it's been out for a while, but <clears throat> it's, it's, it's a, called trust, Scarlet. Tried and true. Ahead. Tried and true. Tried and true, baby. Scarlet 2i2, third generation uh, USB audio interface. So it has two inputs for... Um, you know, a guitar or something else. And it also has a headphone jack. Uh, some cool bells and whistles on it and whatnot. But, but uh, of course, my luck, um, I need a, a new adapter. So <laughs> I had to order another adapter to make this work. You have to have a power source to run the interface. And then you have to have the right cord to plug it into the Apple, which is the lightning. Um, we might want to talk so. after this show because I can really give some uh, some helpful advice on this whole situation. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be all ears because, to be honest, I'm struggling here just to trying to get something to work. I'm just brand new at this, so... I just feel like I'm the new kid in the class when it comes to this kind of stuff. I think we might actually be able to kill a couple birds with one stone, but we'll talk after, <laughs> okay? Right on, man. So that's kind of been my ordeal. But it's a, it's a lot of fun, though. Awesome. Uh, How about you, Todd? Well, I, so uh, it's, it's music-related. I'm going to take a cue from Diego here. Uh, so I had a, a birthday weekend that's... <laughs> Uh, gone on for a while because uh, all the shipping is crazy. So every time that something comes in, we kind of have a little birthday party again. Nice. And um, uh, my, my, I got uh, a box that had a, a record player in it. And it was like, you know, my, my kids got it and they were just super excited, but it was a super cheap kind of, you know, one. But then they got a bunch of uh, records, I guess, from uh, a friend of ours who was giving them away. And it was like Elvis, Blue Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they're, uh, I'm trying to remember some of the other ones, but the, uh, the one of the ones that I was excited to put on, because I grew up listening to this on the car trips, was John Denver. And, you know... A lot of he's he's for whatever reason you know he's always an easy target like whenever people are talking about music and stuff. But I'm telling you, <laughs> he made some good stuff. Some of it's a little sappy, but you know, 
uh, I'm sat there and and once they saw me getting all excited about it, everybody left the room and went downstairs and watched TV. <laughs> and I sat there by myself with this little portable record player that didn't sound too good, listening to Rocky Mountain High. Man, that just hit me in the hit me in the heart. You know, it's just good stuff. You can't. Yeah, it's undeniable. Me, you're yeah, not human my, if you listen to that and you're like, I hate this. Yeah, I know. My uncle's favorite artist was John Denver, and my dad used to play his songs all the time on the guitar, so that's that's what I learned. Yeah. So now when I go to the family um, reunion, they're like, hey, Jared, play that Denver tune. I'm like, uh. Yeah. Okay. And I play it, and everybody sings along, and it's like when I'm at the reunion, I'm in a world where John Denver is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of weird because it brought up like all kind of road trip memories and stuff. I'm I was cooking the other day. I'm like, hey, I got me a got me old fiddle, got a cakes on the grill. I say nothing, you know. I'm I'm just making food. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, oh, no. Yes, the the lyrics that are permanently burned into your brain. Yeah, yeah. Sun's coming up. I got cakes on the grill. See? Like, how? There that's not. It's great. So, it anyways, is. that's that's funny stuff. Considering like you know what I play. Mostly, <laughs> not that. Maybe but that anyhow. could be your next tribute band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to everyone's demise. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's have some of this action. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. All right, Diego Villa from Diego Villa Guitars to give us yeah. your four on the floor. Uh, well, the first one it will be a Sansamp bass driver. Uh, it's a it's a thing that I that I've learned a lot after I started to play that you have to have a preamp that goes to that can be plugged directly to the to the console because every guy in 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 a bar is going to be willing to not to mic your your amp so <clears throat> if you want to sound like a like a bass player you have to have one and and sense up it's it's I've saw in, in in a guy from a I don't know a very strange English band who was playing in a, in a very little pub in, in in Madrid. I've saw saw one on him and say, well, "What are you using?" Said, "This is a sense amp." Explain me and sounded real great for that. You're you're consistent with your sound through gigs and through places. It's just so everybody knows, uh, Diego's a, a, a bass player mostly, yeah. right? Yeah, no, no, not mostly. Only a bass player. Only I'm a lousy player. guitar player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you and Todd have a lot in common. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to add that uh, the the that Sansamp product. Um, I mean, I've used the the bass driver. I've got an acoustic DI. Yeah. Uh, that I don't know what magic they work over there, uh, but it is. Uh, it's just a, as you said, a very consistent. Yeah pedal that you know gets a good signal whether you're going into a board or uh you know even even into a secondary amp um so i, I have to, you know they they do a wonderful job at, at at tech 21 yeah yeah i don't know what they're doing because it, it's all solid state there's no valves but it sounds bulbly i don't know it's amazing and it's portable yeah, and it's portable. That, 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 that's that's the that's a good thing about it that yeah. you can you can bring it to gigs and sound the same in every gig. Exactly. That's a, a must-have for a bass player. Um, yeah, what's, absolutely. What's number two? Number two will be, uh, well, it's going to be 
after that, but it's a limiter enhancer, the LMV3 from Boss. Okay. It's all about consistency. I'm, I'm a very, I like to be a solid bass player. You know, I know some, some part of the band relies on me and what it does, you know, it's, it's one of the pedals that when you put it on, you say it, it is working and it is. You know, dynamics in, very, in bass are very particular because high strings are really thin compared with low strings. So to, to have a consistent dynamic on a bass, you have to have or a limiter enhancer or a compressor to, to, to be solid, to be a solid bass player. And, and to, I, 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 most of my life I've played in trios. So, so you have to be rock solid in a trio. Mm-hmm. So that will that will be it. Okay. So why? What made you choose a limiter as opposed to a compressor? I don't know. I think it was cheaper. <laughs> okay. That's at that time. <laughs> it was an economic situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I needed something to say. Okay, what's the thing? This is like two hundred, and this is like seventy-five. Okay, I go with the seventy-five. <laughs> but it works really nice, and it's very transparent. You you don't hear anything that you you don't need to hear it's it's that's that's what i liked about it because yes. a compressor can do strange things not bad and, and maybe you can you can have a good sound with a compressor but with this one the sound is is really what you you want to go and this is only making you sound more solid mm-hmm. we've talked about compressors so many times and sort of the some of the <laughs> mysteries about those and stuff and on guitar, obviously, they do, they can do very very specific, very drastic things, or they can do things mm. that are barely noticeable. But okay. it's funny because you're the only person that's ever done four on the floor that's that's mentioned a limiter. Yeah, and oh. to a certain degree, a lot of the uh, uh, the purpose that people are using compressors might actually be more effective in a limiter. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, a limiter is is essentially half a compressor. It just squashes the the loudest parts of the signal. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had one of those for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see, I that's can't what, resist. That's I, what I the mute button is for. <laughs> uh, all right. How about number three? Number three will be an electroharmonics big muff for bass. Yeah. That it's kind of cheating because I've never used that. I, I've never used that note because I didn't want to, but it's just because uh, I've never been in a band who could be useful have to have a a, a, a driver or, or a, oh the big must not it's not a driver it's a fuss yeah, uh, for yeah fussy bass I really like fussy basses, but I've never been on a band who who really needs that fussy bass yeah uh, but you play that at home yeah but i, I don't play I, the thing is i only practice at home I, I play guitar at home but but i'm really badly <laughs> because i want to sing along <laughs> yeah well now that we're all being honest <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 when you do hear a, a, a bass that's just slightly overdriven or fuzzy it man there's something just awesome about that um yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, with 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 the sense amp, you get the overdrive because mm-hmm. I'm 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 the I use the pedals always on, except for the fuzz, of of course. But 
the thing is, uh, you can get a little bit of, of overdrive with the with the Sansam with the bus driver, mm -hmm. and that's that's what what I like about it because you have that little little drive that push pushes the, the bass through the band. Gotcha. But the thing is, like a very fuzzy bass, that's what I like, like a sixty psychedelic fuzzy bass, mm -hmm. and I didn't I didn't have the chance to use it. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to find a, a, a solution for that. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe the chocolate watch band cover band or something. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> How about number four? Uh, number four would be a simple tuner. You know, it's you have to be in tune. Okay, and uh, what kind of tuner are you uh, choosing to go with? Boss, boss, tube tuner. Simple, reliable. Boss, yeah. uh, okay, and replaceable too. Yes, that, <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> you can get them anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and you know, bass players typically, as well, especially if you have a really nice bass, it's not like you have to be sitting there tuning all the time. You got to be in tune to start out with, but um, I, I know. Yeah, it, but it, when when it happens that you're not in tune, you're not used to tune. You know, as fast as a guitar player. Yes. Yeah. You're so like, it, oh, what's happening? And everyone is looking at each other. Like, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> Do you find that the the TU two tracks uh, the bass, you know, uh, signals? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah there are yeah. some tuners that you know, if you when you get in the low register, they just don't work well. Not not with this one. Yeah. That's perfect. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, solid, man. I thank you for sharing your four on the floor. It's always interesting to hear from a thank bass you. player when it comes to the four yeah. on the floor. Um, I know that there's a lot of bass players out there that, are, that listen to the show, and uh, we, uh, you know, we'd like to get more on. So we appreciate that. Uh, right before we jump into Diego's interview, we want to just give a quick shout out to John Finnell. He's a uh, music producer and recording engineer who has been housing our podcast at his studio, Relay Recording. And, nice. Uh, even though we're over and, you know, we're all in our own houses right now, a lot of our stuff is still over there, uh, as is his. So um, we're all just trying to get by. But John uh, is uh, extra special at getting a fantastic guitar tone. He's a guitar player, too. Too. He actually did one of our uh, 101s, uh, which is, so you're about to go record your guitar and that's all the things that you might want to consider as you're about to do that. Very, very helpful and uh, informational. So um, if you need John to help you find uh, your best guitar tone for your band, check out johnfintel.com, J-O-N-F-I-N-T-E-L.com and relayrecording.com. All right. Diego Villa. I'm gonna yeah. How you doing there? Uh, well, really fine. Thank you. Good, good. We are happy that you are on the show. It's, we're having a good time with you. Um, hopefully, everybody is enjoying this so far. I know I Jared, Jared is, too. Yes, and Tony is, too. <clears throat> I think maybe one of the biggest questions that we have is, how does a bass player decide to build pretty fantastic guitars? That's kind of weird, right? I mean, a little bit. I don't know. I don't, it comes naturally. It, it is. It is. Uh, it's a funny. It's a little funny story about it. Uh, when I was in a, my, my <clears throat> late twenties, uh, I was playing with the band that I had during most of my life, and I and I was in a gig, feeling that things 
are not working out for us. So, and, and please don't get me wrong and don't judge me about that. So, in my head, at the same time that I'm playing, I'm, I'm thinking, mm, this is not going anywhere, I have to quit the band. And without telling to the other guys who were playing at, the, at that time, I, I decided to quit the band at, in, this, in that same moment, in that very moment. So is that in the middle of a gig? <laughs> it's not in no I've decided in the middle of the gig and I and I did it at the end of the gig but the thing was that I said okay I don't need this bass anymore and I and I throw the bass away well up and 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 go away and and the, and I heard when I was going like, like bang the the the, the bass banging on the floor uh, the guys were like, what, what, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> so I explained it to them minutes after when we were in the, in the backstage. So, uh, so they understood somehow. <laughs> and months later, I, I took the bass out of the, the case and, and, and saw it was broken. And, as, and and somehow I, I felt, okay, it is broken. I'm not going to play anymore in my life. I was very angry about uh, how the things were going on. And like 10 years later, I, I took the bass again. And, and, and somehow I felt I have to fix it. And that's how I started to, to, to build guitars, trying to fix the same bass that I broke 10 years ago. <laughs> Well, there you go. That's uh, yeah, certainly an yeah. interesting way healing to start the bass and Healing <laughs> yeah, the bass yeah, and yeah. healing yourself. Yeah, that was <laughs> healing myself more than a bass. Yeah. So that's, that's it. With, with, with all of your experience in the bass, uh, do you think that any, you know, it, being familiar with how that feels, I mean, it's, a, it's obviously a very different feeling instrument to play. They look the same yeah. hanging on the wall, but it, you yeah. know, anybody that's picked up both of them is like, well, this yeah, is yeah, really yeah. different. How, how do you think any of that has has tra passed over into your your guitar style that you've created? The the good thing about being a bass player is that you don't have a an a very good idea or, or, or a favorite guitar. You're out of out of your mind is more free to understand guitars and 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 to hear what others are telling you because you. You're not driven by yourself, if you know by what I mean. Um, you don't have anything to, to, to compare your guitar against when you touch it, when you play it. Interesting. Yeah, so, so there are not... You're, yeah, yeah, you're like more free. So, so, and the thing is that this style of guitar I do, the, the, this model, it's based on a bass, the shape. It, it's my take on, uh, on the uh, fiber, well, not fiber, it's like um, Thunderbird bass. Okay. That's it. And the first, uh, the first thing I've did with this model, it's a, it's a bass. So, and that's the, uh, the Austral, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And and your guitar, what your I guess maybe more 
familiar guitar shape that that people would see is also the Austral as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one I'm I'm trying to push the most. Yeah. Well, that's that's my personal favorite. It's and beautiful. I think, oh, thank you very much. I think you're, yeah. you are underselling it by calling it a, a, a Thunderbird because, I mean, the extra carving that you do in that and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's it's it. That's a beautiful, beautiful instrument. Thank you. Yeah, it's it, there's a lot of subtleties that um, are yeah. definitely in there that are definitely not on a Thunderbird. Oh, yeah. The, the, idea, the, the whole idea is to make... A, a classical looking guitar that if you don't know too much about guitars, you can say, okay, this is an old guitar or, or a guitar who has been made or designed in the 60s or the 50s. But if you know about guitars and if you understand guitars, you look at it and say, it cannot be made in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the trick. Yeah. Well, it's funny because... Uh, uh, when I was talking with my, my kids are always coming in and saying like, Oh, you know what, what they're pretty get They're getting familiar with guitars. I'll just say that uh-huh. they don't play them yet, but they, they know, I mean, I'm constantly looking at them and stuff. And, um, mm-hmm. they, they were a fan of yours as well. <laughs> and, uh, I was just thinking it was interesting because they don't have any reference to what is old or what is new. Yeah. And I think that is something that you are striking a, a really nice balance of. It's not, uh, it doesn't look old it, it just to be, I guess maybe for the sake of looking old. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's obviously drawing on, on certain stylings, but it's not like token. Yeah. It's matched up very nicely with like a very modern feel as well. So uh, yeah. and that's difficult to do, I think. Yeah. I I, I don't know. It's, it's 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 my aim. It's it's what I what I wanted to do. You know, it, it doesn't come easy because I, I've done a lot of things before this, and and none of this none of those were, I don't know, so appealing. But the thing is that by 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 basing your designs in all designs, I mean. It's an electric guitar, you know. I'm not trying to 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 invent anything new, and 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 I really like it as it is. So when you want to interpret something, uh, something that it's old uh, and it's and it's established, um, you have to to do. You don't have to move away so f- so far to do something appealing, you know. Yeah, that's 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 the thing. Yeah, yeah, you're just drawing uh, some inspirations. You don't have to say, "Well, I can, I, I have to do something completely different than this." You, you can yeah. just say, "I'm going to take that and take some inspirations, combine them, and make my own thing." Yeah, that's it. It's, it's like the carvings. The carvings are supposed. What, what I was trying to do is to, to, to do the, the arm contour of a Stratocaster and the belly cut. But you know, in a way that it's it's it seemed in between the the, the carving. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 functional, but at the same time, it's aesthetical. Yeah. Well, what's interesting? So anybody that isn't uh, hasn't taken a look at this just yet, there is. I think you just brought up a really good point, which is uh, your aesthetic. Um, it's it's it feels very. 
um, very centered and very uh, singular in in a good way. You're not all over the yeah. place, is what I mean. Yeah. And so when you're referencing the belly cut, the belly cut is usually like really smoothed out, and it's usually really deep. Um, and, and, you know, unless the light is hitting it just right, it's, it's sometimes it's almost hard to see, Yeah. but your belly cut is more almost like a German carve. Yeah. Well, I mean, the edging is definitely a German carve influence. Yeah. Yeah, But the the back, and then the back is, is a nice, uh, I mean, it's rather than being really smoothed over, I think that it, it has, it retains a little bit of sharpness Yeah. so that you can actually see the. Uh, the the contouring I think yeah it's like it's it's been routed not just sanded yeah yeah that's um, it well said Todd thank you thank you <laughs> uh, so one thing that you brought up which is reference uh, and this I think this kind of is kind of fascinating to me uh, having gone through art school I had several exercises that helped me and be able to detach my brain from what my brain wanted to do. Uh, and that is the reference thing. So Mm. because you're a bass player, you're approaching guitar building without a, almost like a predefined reference of what that is. So I I appreciate that about your design. Uh, when you're designing, you have to take into account certain parameters of the design that you have to, to not to leave behind because the guitar will be unplayable. Right. But as long as you uh, you have that, uh, and as long as you have made some choices about what you want to, to achieve sound-wise, in my head, you can do whatever you want. So, Diego, one of the things that I absolutely love about your design is, uh, is something that Tony might be also admiring. Uh, Tony, you want to talk about the pickguard at all? Oh, yeah, oh. I, I did notice that. You're do- <laughs> so you're doing a, a bound guard yeah. on, a, on essentially a solid body guitar. Yeah, it's, it's, you- it's, it's kind of tricky because it's, it's, it's not made of... Um, of pickguard material. It's made of a, of a thin sheet of, of mm, cellulose acetate. Oh, acetate, okay. Uh, yeah, and, and glued into wood, into maple wood, uh, a thin layer of maple glued, and backed by, uh, you, do you know this material that is used to prototype circuits, electrical circuit that is fiberglass with a thin layer of copper? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that material, it's backing all all the rest to, to give it rigidity. Wow, that's, that's so impressive. that's copper underneath? Yeah. We're seeing copper? Well, it's, wow. a, it's a yeah, copper, copper back PC it's, board type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's yeah. Is, uh, it, it can be used as a shielding tube. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so the, so the, the actual picker, it's, it's like five millimeters thick. Oh, okay. And you and I inlaid it into the guitar. Oh that's wow! Cool. Holy yeah, smokes. that's why. See, that's, that's why we can't yeah. see that on the pictures. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's one of the details I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's it that's is, that's a is. serious detail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the things I was talking about when I say when you look at the guitar closely and if you know how how guitars are built, you can say this is not made. 40 years ago, because yes. 
because with the tooling they had 40 years ago, they, they wouldn't be able to do that on a consistent basis. Right. Yeah. Well, that's speaking a, that's of... That's so, a thing that only comes with CNC. Okay. So are you using CNC equipment on your... Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 Perfect. Now... I'm also a fan of uh, this is one of those things that, you know, it tricks it tricks people that don't know how things are made. But I look and, uh, I, and now we're looking specifically I'm looking right now specifically at the uh, the Austral guitar and yeah. you've got a, uh, like a herringbone around bound the pig, the binding uh, yeah. on the on the uh, on the pick guard. Yeah. Now, Tony, you might be like, whatever, that's easy. I don't know. Maybe that's really hard. Is it easy? I don't know. But it looks awesome. <laughs> bound bound guards are really difficult to do. I mean, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. they are, you know, they, that's what sets, you know, a lot of times they're on arch top guitars, uh, sure. you know, jazz boxes and that sort of thing. And because they're, you know, hard to make, they're expensive to make generally. And uh, that's uh, that that I mean it, it's a very nice touch uh, on what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. Is the herringbone harder or less? I I try to use my I I do a lot of tests on 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 how to bound because a lot of things breaks. So mm. you have to you have to do very specifically because you have to unglue the the you know the the. the the binding, it's not a binding, but, you know, uh, unglue the herringbone pattern, unglue it and glue it again. Because if, if you use it as it is, it won't bend. Hmm. Well, well, you should, well, I'll give you some tips. Okay. Because <laughs> I do make, I do make a lot of bound guards. Okay. And uh, I'll, 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 I'll kind of walk you through some of the, the things that I do with oh, bound great. guards that, that might oh, make great. it a little bit easier for you. Oh. Nice. Yeah, I can't share that on the podcast, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. very, very special stuff. So uh, you've got a, a bunch of other models that you're doing, too. But you, you were saying, uh, I mean, I think you've probably got the most notoriety going for that um, for that Austral, yeah. especially the yeah, gold yeah. one. So, Diego, we know that trying to get your guitars in view of more people, which can sometimes be difficult yeah. if you're not over here stateside, you, uh, you, I think you made your way over to NAM. You want to talk about that? At? Oh yes. Well, uh, NAM is uh, the greatest show on earth. What one more can be said? Because I've been in a couple of shows, but nothing compared to NAM. And I was sick as hell, <laughs> <laughs> trying to to stay in one piece. But I really enjoyed it because of uh, I've never been to to. United States until last year and I went to Chicago but the thing is I really like the the the, the way of, of I don't know I, I don't know how to say the character of, of American people they're really open and they don't they express what they want it's not like in other countries you know in Sweden they don't talk to you <laughs> when you're in a, yeah, 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 no, no, I, I'm not kidding. I know, I've been I, there. I, I, I know what you a, mean. <laughs> I went a couple of, of, of you know, it's okay. I, I mean, they are like they are, but for me, being from Spain, it's kind of puzzling when, when someone passes you by on, on, on your booth and looks at the guitar, very interesting, and you look at him like, okay, what do you have to tell me? And they don't say anything. 
Hmm. And I was like, hmm, yeah. mystery. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> They're dreaming of meatballs. Yeah, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> Way to sum up an entire country with one thing. No offense to our Swedish friends out there. Or the Swedish chef. Bursty, bursty, burst. That's like half of my heritage, so thanks, Tony. Um, You're welcome. I'm glad to insult you. How about, have you ever uh, considered uh, doing uh, music messa in, um, in Frankfurt? Well, the thing with music Mesa is that when I when I started to sh to to go into shows uh, and and for advice from from my friends, Mesa was on the on the downward slope. Ah, so there were more interesting shows going on. So I I decided to go to that other shows. Like, do you know the Holy Grail Guitar Show? Yes. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there last year. Last edition wasn't last year. And and it's and it's great. For me, it's way better than than music music. Yeah, I think sometimes the shows get so big that uh, if you're if you're a relatively small displayer, you kind of get lost in the shuffle. I mean, yeah. even at the at the Winter Nam show is is yeah. bit is, is is maybe a little too big sometimes. But um, yeah, but I well, know that. Mesa is Nam, definitely Nam, bigger. Nam is doing a very interesting thing about uh, about. Uh, boutique guitar builders because they have the well where where I was was a boutique guitar showcase mm -hmm. and it's it's a it's a thing that it's a new thing that that Nan is making and and it's better for for the small builders I I cannot go with more than four or five guitars for on an M it's right. crazy I, I cannot do so many guitars I I'm working on my own so that kind of thing is the thing that allows the Small builders to go to them. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, did you uh, happen to run across Frank Dimel when you were at? Uh... Oh, oh, we we are we are very good friends. Oh, that's awesome. I like to yeah, hear that. Yeah, I love yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. it's kind of like you know when you think about TV shows and you're like, you wonder if people are <laughs> friends outside the yeah, show. Yeah. And it's like that's nice because yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank's our good friend too, and we like him a lot. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's he, he, he makes amazing guitars. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. Someday... We're gonna have a knob European vacation. I think that that's gonna have oh. to happen. And, and yeah, mm. that would be fun. Interesting. We can go I see like all that. of our friends over over there. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, a legitimate tax write-off too. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, now you're talking my leg. Yeah. So <laughs> Diego, yeah. how many are how many guitars are you are you basically able to to build a, in a year? Yeah, it depends, but I think that uh, the most, 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 when I'm, if I'm not finishing the guitars, if I outsource the finishing, I'll be able to do like 30 to 35. Wow. Okay. That's pretty good. Is this your full-time, yeah. that's not your full-time job, right? Yeah, it is. It is uh, your full-time job. Yeah, 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 but it takes time, you know, binding the, the big guard and all, and all this and... It, I mean, it's for me. It's a very good number. I work just on my own. I don't have any helpers. Wow, right? That's neat. I, I yeah. the reason I was surprised is because I've what I'm finding is that fewer and fewer people are have this as their sole, um, you know, I guess a job. Oh. You know, 
I do repairs too and 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 setups. Not not right now because of the COVID and things, but yeah. I do. It's so, but it's the only uh, mean of of earning something, earning money. I have. Yeah, sure, I get you. So, um, tell us about the guitar community in Spain. Okay, well, we have a lot of Spanish guitar builders, of course. Mm. The, the most sought after are there, but on on the electric side of things. Uh, I'm in a, an association called LUCE, L-U-C-E. That is, a, it's, a, it's the Spanish Association of Electric Guitar Builders. And we nice. are about like 20 or something like that. Oh, that's cool. There are, yeah, there are a lot of people making really, really interesting stuff in Spain. So another question I had was, it, is it really easy to get select woods there? In so, Spain, yeah, yeah, it is. It is easy because we we have the tradition of making musical instruments, right. and we have a couple of of, of dealers of, of specialized dealers on, on 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 musical wood that that are really really nice. You know, you know a, a shop called Matt Inter. I'm not familiar with them. No. Yeah, it's it's uh, they have a, a um, ebony plantation in, in Africa, oh, associated wow. with uh, Bob Taylor from Taylor Guitars. Ah, okay, right, right. So, and and they are like I don't know, thirty kilometers, forty kilometers away from my home, so I go there personally to choose personally the wood. So it's really easy for me that. That's yeah. Nice. Another guitar builder I know locally said, yeah, Ebony's kind of hard to get in the United States. I think he said that about three or four years ago, but I'm not yeah. sure what the case is now. But but yeah, that's. I was just kind of wondering. Um, it depends on, on where you live, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Laws. So, and, so speaking yeah. of woods, um, I, know that, I noticed that you have, um, using traditional, you know, mahoganies yeah. and things like that on, on, on yeah. most of your models, but... Uh, on the Austral guitar, at least, uh, you're using a, a pine body. Can you tell yeah, us about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do, do you know that, you, I think you're aware that Leo Fender used pine for the for its, his first Telecaster. Yeah, the snakehead. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was around my head. That was in my head for a long time. And I don't know why. What, one day I decided to to use pine, and I really really like it. It's it's an easy wood to work with, and it's, it's yeah. relatively light too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It it is. It is. And, and inexpensive. And, <laughs> and inexpensive, and sound wise, it, it's very interesting because it's it's brighter than than swamp ash. And but but it's m more or less on that ballpark. Mm -hmm. What about the and, necks? And 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 it, huh? uh, Sorry, um, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. You were gonna. Uh, it ahead. relates to with 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 pine because um, uh, spruce and I know they are. Woods in violins and cellos and that are related to pine. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes sense. It is a musical yeah. wood, yeah. Yeah, it is. 
Is that the most popular word that uh, the Spanish builders are using, or is, or is that just no, you? No, I think no. It's just a it's just a, a thing that I use. It, most of of um, most of builder are used like traditional electric guitar would like mahogany, alder. Mm, I don't know mm, maple, um, maple, swamp pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us about what you're doing with your necks. Well, I, I've started to use uh, pau ferro for the for the um, uh, for the oh fretboard that yeah. I've never that that I didn't use before. And I really like it, and I really would like to use cedar for the next. That's a thing that in Spanish guitars are used. I, I know that some. Some builders use cedar for the next, but I'm really scared to use it because I don't know if he has if he's strong enough to to. Yeah, to, I, I, to I would as. I would think because it's it it would definitely be more on the softer side. I guess it would yeah. be as soft, maybe a little softer than mahogany. It is. It is indeed. That's why I'm. 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 I'm, I'm I know. I'm. I don't know if I'm. Chicken, <laughs> chicken in outer water. Oh, just do it, just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe using a carbon fiber reinforcement will will make that. Me... That might help. Yeah, have you yeah, ever yeah. have you ever used uh, Grenadillo for uh, for fingerboards? I know that's pretty no, common. No, no, no. There's a lot of of, of Grenadillo here available, but I I, I don't know. It's, it's I like the. Um, you know, I like the strikes of, of, of in, in wood. Yeah. Uh, even if they are subtle, like in rosewood, but I like it. Mm-hmm. I, the, the ebony I use is striked ebony. Okay. It's not all black. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so, Diego, as we are our, uh, outroing out of our interview, yeah. is there, you know, you mentioned this um, this group that you're in in Spain. Yeah. Uh, is there anybody that, that specifically you think like we should really, uh, start to learn about? Oh, yes, indeed. I, I, I can draw a couple of them. Well, there is, uh, a very good friend of mine and a very good builder at, that is called Alejandro Ramirez and has a brand called O3 Guitars. O3? O3, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should check it out because he does very peculiar things. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 an, it's another kind of style that I have, but he's very, very good at, at it. So there's a, a, another very, very, very good friend of mine is, and, and very good guitar builder is Fernando Alonso from Jaén Guitars. Jaén? The jazz guitar. Jaén, yeah. J-A-E-N. Okay. Uh, yeah, there, there are jazz guitars, you know, like 16, 17 inches and serious jazz guitars. Yeah. And another one will be, not Spanish, but Portuguese, will be Daniel Rodriguez from Daro Guitars, D-A-R-O. Daro Guitars, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very neat guitars. All right. Well, that's fun. Yeah. So we can go learn yeah. about uh, what, what oh, you yeah. guys are doing over there. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Thank you. Well, Diego, we are really grateful that you've been spending time with us telling us about your guitars and your builds. Um, I highly encourage everybody to go uh, check those out as soon as you can on Instagram. 
and uh, and on the internet. I think you will be delighted with what you see. And you know, it's it's tough with uh, builders that are out of uh, out of our states because it's harder to get a hold of those. And sometimes a place like Nam is the only place that you can really do that. Uh, so I hope yeah. that as we as uh, as we progress forward, that we get more opportunities because I know there's an entire like the European Guild of Guitars, the European Guitar Builders Group. You know, there's tons of guitar players that will never get the chance to uh, feel or or hold or see in in person their their guitars. But you know, some of the bigger shows, I, I hope that there gets there's more opportunity for that. Jared, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's come to the point of the show where I sing a nice little jingle, and it goes a little something like this. Would you rather... So this week's Would You Rather is brought to us by one of our executive producers, Adam Johnson. And uh, he's a new executive producer, so thank you, Adam. And uh, he asks us this. If you were forced to only have one brand of pedal for the rest of your life, and of course you have to choose because this is Would You Rather, the two brands are Boss and Electroharmonics. And you can have their complete line. What brand out of those two would it be? Would you rather have Boss or Electroharmonics? And you have to be stuck with it forever. Wow. Mm. Oof. That's a tough mm. one. Uh, let me see here. Tony Baloney. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, I really like some of the really avant-garde pedals that Electroharmonics has put out. Um, but I think in terms of consistency and variety... I think I'm going to go with the with the with the Boss lineup because there are so many different pedals that they put out. I mean, they I, I imagine they have hundreds of different pedals over the course of time here, um, and they make some pretty good stuff. I mean, they're, they're to me, Boss has always been kind of like the the baseline for uh, effects pedals. And people have taken those boss designs and, you know, made some changes internally, whatever, and have made some improvements and what have you. But I, I think the, you know, the, the, the baseline has always been kind of the boss lineup. So I'm going with boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Jared? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh... How about Some you, of my lo- you know, a lot of my logic is the same as Tony's on that, but you know, I've I own both brands. Um, I have a nice reverb pedal from Electroharmonics, and I also have that um, one of the first stereo units ever out. Boss did a uh, reissue of that, and uh, so yeah, it's kind of tough for me too. Um, but the uh, I would go with Boss. I mean, they they just have an enormous variety of uh, different effects and stuff like that. I I think I can live with that, you know. So, Boss. All right, Diego. <laughs> well, even even being the big mouth, the pedal that I've never uh, have the chance to use, 
I will go with boss. Wow. Because, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because the guys know what they're doing and and I couldn't live, I think, now I couldn't live without my limiter hazer pedal. Interesting. Huh. They make yeah. a hell of a tuner, I'm told. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that puts me in a weird position, I'm just going to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so here's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a couple things here. Number one, okay. Uh, the form factor of the boss has always been very uh, desirable. They nailed the, the stomp, right? Um, indestructible pedals. However, for me personally, they're the the tones that I've gotten out of my boss pedals for some reason seem controlled. I don't know how else to explain it, but it I I always feel like I wish I could get a little bit more uncontrolled sound out of this. Now, I'm sure people are like just wanting to throw things at me right now for saying that but <laughs> yes they have an incredible range um but they don't i don't feel like i get anything like un, unusual or uh it's it's always exactly what i think it's going to be which in most cases when you're buying a product that is super desirable <laughs> uh oh yeah definitely there's I mean, something there's like a bit of an unhinged factor like i think it's gonna do this if you if you're going with the electro harmonics and they obviously tend to go out you know on, on the way left on a lot of things some of them are almost borderline totally unusable um yeah uh and the form factors i gotta admit i can't stand the knobs on on electro harmonics i absolutely hate those knobs <laughs> they're the they're the worst i'm just gonna say that sorry electro harmonics those knobs suck <laughs> But I'm gonna go with electro harmonics because um, I like uh, I like the ability that I could grab things that I was like I need this to do this one very specific thing and just do that. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go for that because there's just a, a a wild factor a wild card factor to that. Yeah, Todd. I mean, I I, I see what you're what you're getting at with uh, with with the boss pedals. I think you know they're they maybe have a predefined set of parameters that they're going for and maybe there are some limitations in terms of how the things are engineered but i think they're 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 going for a maybe safe range that, that might be yeah, a good way to put that's it. fair and 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 but i do <laughs> i have to say the the electro harmonic stuff on some of their models there is kind of a, this unpredictability or or wonkiness that uh that that is kind of fun to play with too. So, yeah. and by uh, unpredictable, we're not meaning like is this going to work or not. It's just like some of the sounds you get is that's the unpredictable. Right, you know? right, right. So, um, yes, I'll it, just put some better knobs on it, guys. For Pete's sakes, <laughs> Todd's all about the knobs. Oh, man, yep, that's what <laughs> matters. Worst. All right, uh, that was super fun, Tony. Yes, we got a couple people to thank. Yes, we do have some people to thank. These would be our executive producers. Ooh. Now, somebody's out there saying, what's an executive producer? And by golly, how do I get to be one? It's very simple. Go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. And you can find out a, 
a couple of different levels in which you can participate. Becoming a patron of this very podcast. Each level comes with its own bevy of prize packages, including things like barefoot buttons and, and T-shirts and stickers and pics and... Keychains. Keychains and giveaways. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You become qualified for giveaways at all levels. Woohoo! But at this executive producer level, you get all that great stuff. But there's one very special thing that you get. And, Jared, what is that? You get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. And that's what I'm going to do right now. So without further ado, I would like to thank these executive producers. Tom Barazin, Martin Cliff, John Daly, Chris Carney, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Ken Sayers, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lanthrop, John Anglin, Tyler Bray, Brad Partridge, Chris Heidel, John Esterly, Tim Nowak, Doug Gann, Justin Jones, Brett Alexander, James White, Matt Hart, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Mark Garten, and Steve Keys. Yes. <gasps> but wait! Huh? <gasps> there is a level that is just a step above executive producer, and those would be our grand poobas. So a tip of the old fez to our good friends and grand poobas, Mr. Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Cody Lane, Cody Foster, Sean S. S. And Tommy Manasco. Thank you to each and every one of you. And if I haven't read your name and you're a patron, we thank you too. All right. Well, Boy, oh boy, I love hearing that list. Makes me mm. feel good. Makes me feel happy. Makes us feel and, loved. And it and it's you know as long as, as as I've been involved with this, I mean it has grown significantly. So it just means you know there it's 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 a privilege to be able to thank that large of a group of people who are supporting us on a monthly, daily, and weekly basis. It is, and it it truly helps out. Uh, all right, uh, gentlemen, Diego, where can people find you? Well, they can find me on Instagram on Diego Villa Custom Guitars and on the, my website, guitarsdiegovilla.com. All right, uh, Tony. Let's just say you need a special pick guard. You're changing out pickups. Maybe you need a bound pick guard like we were talking about earlier. Shoot over to PickGuardian.com. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you need. I will be very, very happy to take care of you. We'll make sure that it's done right and done well. Yummy. Jared? Yes, if you uh, are in need or want some pickups, uh, go to BrandonWildPickups.com. I got a special limited run going with uh, some 1959 clones with some really cool age covers. Uh, I've got nine... No, I've got 14 sets left out of 25. And if uh, you need a rewind or anything like that, I do those too, and I'm pretty quick at that. So give me an email. Right on. Go to Instagram too to see cool stuff. That's true, true, true. <laughs> Good pickups over there at at, at, uh, at Jared's Hi. shop, as well as pick cards at, at Tony's shop. I don't want to leave you Why, out, Tony. You. Uh, you can drop me an email. 
todd at theguitarnobs.com. You can also direct message me on Instagram at guitarnobs. We love to hear uh, would you, your would you rathers that you send in and uh, just a general hi, how you doing? Also, on that note, I just wanted to give a quick shout. Uh, Justin Jones, who's a new uh, one of our new patrons, he shot me a note. He said, hey, Todd, it's executive producer Justin Jones. I've been building, building guitars as a hobby for a few years now. I've decided to sell this latest build to benefit COVID relief. Please consider sharing with your listeners. He, he's also a great supporter of the community. I think he set up a, he set up a fund for Brian Nutter, who was having a really, really hard time with uh, mm. his health. Um, so go over to, you can see what this looks like. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, unique looking, pretty neat. So Justin Motander Jones is the Instagram and you can check out this guitar and, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna be given this 100% of the proceeds go to COVID relief. That's pretty awesome. So thanks Justin Jones for set, nice. setting that up. Uh, he's got a bunch of other cool builds and great... Uh, he's got a nice little Instagram going, so you should go check it out. So anyways, uh, we're grateful for people like him in the community who reach out to us to share. And uh, and also, Jonathan Jerusik is building pedals now, and he's going to be... He's going to offer up something cool. It's going nice. to be coming, I'm just saying. So uh, anyways, I love hearing about all these people that are building, that are friends of the show, that are inspired by things, inspired by the builders that we have on, and uh, and hearing from stories like uh, like the ones that uh, all of you send in. So much thanks. Uh, Diego Villa, we're super happy that you were able to be on our show. Um, I, oh, really happy to be here, too. Yeah, it was a, it was a real pleasure talking with you, and our door mm-hmm. is always open to you. So um, please stay in touch, and uh, make sure everybody you go check out his guitars. Uh, make sure you also have a great guitar week. Stay safe, stay happy, and uh, subscribe! Yeah. yeah. Bye. That's better. Right. One, two, three. I am uh, the Eggman. Goo goo gajoob. Is that a <laughs> euphemism or? I'm your Uncle Jared. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a world where John Denver is awesome. I'm your Uncle Tony. <laughs> I would just use the duct tape and put it on my own mouth. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash theguitarknobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitarknobs. Catch you next time.